Good morning, Open Arms Church. Welcome to 2023. Hope you've had a great start to the new year so far. I am excited for this year. I'm excited to start it, to see what God is going to do in us and through us, to see how he's going to continue to build his church here in Newbridge and in Dublin. And, you know, this time of year, we take the opportunity every year to have prayer and fasting for a whole week, five days from Monday to Friday. And we kick off tomorrow morning. And we've also got a prayer night and, and worship night on this Thursday night at 7.30. Would love for you to be there and be with us. But also next Sunday, I'm going to be here in person. And I'm going to be bringing a word that God has been brewing in my heart now for a number of months. And it's a word for the year. I believe it's a word in season, a word for us, a word for you, a word for me and for our church. And I'd love you to be with us this Thursday night, 7.30. But also next Next Sunday is I'm really excited to preach God's word to you as it sets us up for 2023. But today I want to, as we get ready to enter into prayer and fasting, I want to answer a question. I want to answer a question that, if we were to be honest, all of us ask at this time of year. And it's this, what is fasting and why should I fast? Why should I fast? What is fasting and why should I fast is the question that all of us ask, especially if we decide that we are going to fast and it kicks in at day one or day two and I ask ourselves the question, what's the point? Why should I fast? Why should I put myself under this turmoil, this torture? Why would I decide to do this and to follow through with this? And, you know, fasting... Yes, it's about hunger, it's about activating a physical hunger, but more importantly, it's about activating a spiritual hunger. It's about, it's about fulfilling our spiritual hunger when we fast. That, that's why we fast, to hunger for more of God and connect with Him, to receive intimacy with Him, to, to pray for this year. It's always such a great time of year to be praying for the year that is to come, to pray for breakthrough, to pray for provision, not just for me, but for my family, for my home, for my community, for my friendships, for my relationships, in my workplace, in my finances, that I'm going to be praying intentionally this week for God to move, for God to do something new, for God to provide for me supernaturally because I need Him like never before. And there's more uncertainty, there's more unknown, there's more not sure what's going to happen than ever before entering into this year. So therefore, I need God. I need His breakthrough. I need His provision like ever before. So if I'm just going to dedicate these next five days to hunger physically, to go through an unenjoyable time, but I'm going to do it for the purpose of fulfilling my spiritual hunger, then I'm going to be hungry for God like never before. Hey, let's not enter into this year stumbling in, entering into the same way, stuck in the rut, following through the mundane and the just mumbling through life, but that's actually going with intentionality. Let's say God is going to move. He is going to provide. And I am praying. I'm dedicating this time, this energy. I'm cutting out now in the physical so that I see more spiritually of God and what he's going to do. I'm going to set myself up for 
breakthrough this year. I'm excited for this. And yet at the same time, I'm not looking forward to not eating for five days. <laughs> like everybody else, I have feasted. I have enjoyed. I have built my sugar load up more than ever before. But I need to fast because I need more of God this year. And I hope that you will join us as well in fasting. So as I begin to jump in and look at the Bible, look at God's word, what does he say about fasting, look at a deep dive, answering this question. Firstly, what is fasting? What does it look like? And secondly, why should I fast? Why should you fast? So what is fasting? Fasting is an invitation. It's an invitation. You don't need to fast. If you decide not to fast, God loves you unconditionally. He's not going to love you any more, any less if you fast or if you don't fast. Fasting, however, is an invitation. We are invited to fast. It, it breaks us out of the regular routine in order to seek the face of God, to focus on God. And we do it together as a church twice a year in January and in September for one week. And we invite everyone to be part of it. Why? Because we believe that it's worth it. There's purpose behind it. And God moves in the midst of it. Here's the second thing. Fasting is a grace. You may think that you won't be able to do it. You may think that you won't be able to get through it. But once you step out and you step into fasting, grace kicks in. God gives you his supernatural grace that it doesn't mean it's going to be easy and joyful. It never is. But at the same time, you sense the grace of God. You know that it's God's grace that will get you through it. Here's the third thing. Fasting is humbling yourself before God. It's, it's saying, Lord, I need your intervention in my life. So much so that I'm going to dedicate this whole week to seeking you in prayer and in fasting and in worship and in your word. I need you more in my family. I need you more in my everyday life. I need you more as you help me to accomplish the work that you set out before me. Matthew 23, 12 says, Those who exalt themselves, who lift themselves higher, will be humbled. But those who humble themselves before God will be exalted, will be lifted higher. Here's the fourth thing. Fasting is an act of worship. It's an act of worship. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Offer your bodies. Offer your appetites. Food is good. I love it. It's what sustains our body. But fasting is giving up something good for something that is so much better. It's giving up something that is enjoyable in the here and now. That's something that is everlasting. The everlasting water that we thirst for. It's something seeking the face of God. It's having intimacy with God. It's seeking His will and His direction in our life. Fasting, number five. It's a spiritual discipline through a physical act. That's what it is. A spiritual discipline through a physical act. I want to encourage you, please do fast. TV, entertainment, social media, anything that can distract you. But I really want to encourage you to fast from food. Get that spiritual discipline going. Are those things important to fast? Yes, but what we see through God's word from the very beginning until now, is fasting from food. Challenge yourself. Stretch yourself. If you've never done it before, try for 24 hours. 
If it's been some time before that you've done it and you have done it before, maybe stretch yourself to do three days this week. Or maybe join us and do the full five days. Or maybe just start tomorrow morning and ask God, give you his grace and just keep going and see how long you, you can go for. Stretch yourself, challenge yourself. Here's another question. What is a fast? What does it look like? Well, the Bible talks about many different kinds of fast. And there's not one kind. There's not one way. But there's two main ways that we see fasting in the Bible. Firstly, is an absolute fast. This would, you know, will be a, a normal fast. That when we say the word fast, this is what, what people would think of. It's when a person refrains from all food for a period of time. It doesn't mean water. Uh, water is important. It could be through liquids. You know, for me, myself, one of the things that I find when I fast, it's not the food that I need, it's the sugar that I need. It's when the sugar and the salts are coming from my body and I go through that, that need and I get thirsty and I get hungry. So what I tend to do if I really need to quench my thirst, have some orange juice. It's not that you need to go through and suffer through it or suffer through it so much that you actually give up because you're suffering too much, but it's actually having liquids, having maybe juice if you need it. It's the length of the fast is voluntary. It's as God prompts the person. But for many, it could be one or two days a week. And a day's fast, of course, is when from, from morning to morning the next day as well. Secondly, is a partial fast. This may be where you cut out certain foods from your diet. It, it may be where you give up, you know what, I'm going to go uh, without tea or coffee. Maybe you decide I'm going to go without one meal a day. Or I'm going to just have one meal a day. We see famously... In the book of Daniel in the Old Testament that Daniel fasted for 21 days. Here he decided to give up everything except fruit, vegetable, and water. You know, so for you, you may decide to do it in that way. You may say, you know, I can't quite do the full fast and give up everything. But I'm going to decide to, to fast from breakfast or fast from lunch or fast from breakfast and lunch and just have dinner. So I really want to encourage you to, to be able to join with us in this fast and make it that it works for you. So why do we fast and pray? Why should I fast? Why should you fast? Why should we do as well? Here's what's important. Fasting is not a diet. It's not a diet. A diet changes how you look. But a fast changes how you see. It changes how you see. It changes your perspective. You know, you, you may not lose weight this week. If you're out to lose weight and you're going to, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get fresh. I'm going to be looking good. I'm going to, no, it probably won't happen. If most times, often people put on more weight when they fast. I don't know how it works, but that's what happens. And then we compensate afterwards for everything that we've lost beforehand. This is not about how you look. It's about how you see. It's about how you see God and how you see the world through a lens of faith. Why should we fast? Firstly, we fast and pray to hear from God. To turn up the volume of God and turn everything else down. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, Every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature, perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. As you pray, as you fast this week, as you seek God and His Word and His worship, as you seek out His instruction, His ins uh, correction to you, 
Allow him to bring you deeper. Deeper into the place of God. Deeper into the presence of God. That you would, as Timothy says, become fully mature, perfectly prepared for everything that God has for you. Here's the second thing. We fast and pray for God's protection and his provision. In Ezra, the book of Ezra 8.21, he calls a fast for the nation of Israel and he asks God to protect them and to provide for them. Again in scripture, we see this time and time again, that, that we take time to fast and pray for God's protection and his provision. Ezra 8.21 says, I proclaim a fast for all of us to humble ourselves before our God as we travel. Here's the third reason. We fast and pray for God's intervention in our lives. 2 Chronicles 20, the king of Judah, he proclaims a fast for the nation. He asks God to intervene. And what does God do? He hears a cry and he delivers his people. 2 Chronicles 20, 15, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged for the battle is not yours, but God's. It reminds us that this is the Lord's battle. And as our fast and praying, it reminds us of who's in charge of the battle, but also God intervenes in the midst of the battle, in the midst of our life. Here's the fourth reason. We fast and pray for God's anointing on his leaders. Paul and Barnabas, who were sent out to go to the Gentile world and to plant churches, we see that they fasted and prayed for the leaders of the churches. Acts 14, 23. With prayer and fasting, they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Hey, leaders need God's blessing. We need God's anointing. We need God's hand over our lives to fast and pray for, for our leaders, but also to fast and pray for you as a leader, as a leader in your home, as a leader in your workplace, as a leader in your community. As also, we fast and pray for the leaders of the church and the leaders of our government and the leaders of the world. Number five, we fast and pray for special insight and wisdom from God. Daniel famously fasted and prayed for 21 days seeking God's revelation and wisdom for his people. In Daniel chapter 10 verses 1 to 3, we see that God gives Daniel a vision. Daniel had another vision. He understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future times of war and great hardship. But he received the vision in his time of fasting. I've heard it explained that we tend to Use in, uh, hindsight to determine our foresight. We use our hindsight, what's been happened in the past, to determine how we're going to see the future. But God can give us spiritual insight in order to shape and guide our foresight. In other words, this, we may not know what's going to happen in 2023, so we take this week to pray, God, would you give us insight to help us to see what's going to happen next? Will you give us insight to see how we can be better prepared for what's going to happen next? God, will you give us the insight, the wisdom, the revelation, the discernment to be able to walk through and navigate this year as we progress forward, as we pursue what God has for us? So another part of asking and answering the question, why should it fast, is asking, well, what does fasting do? What, what does it do for us? All of us are asking, what's in it for me? Hey, what's the purpose? What's the reason? Firstly, fasting feeds the desires of your spirit. When you hunger for God, when, when, you, when you hunger for God, you feed off the right things. And 
when your hunger for God is not fed off the right things, what happens is you feed off the wrong things. When you don't fill yourself with the things of God, naturally, you'll fill yourself with the things of the world. When you don't feed the spiritual desire that each and every one of us have, what happens is you will feed your carnal desires. Carnality is defined as a preoccupation with the body and satisfaction of its desires. Our carnality will never satisfy our need for Jesus, our desire for Jesus. Fasting, praying, seeking the face of God will help you overcome your carnal desires in order to feed your spiritual desires. And when you feed your spiritual desires, you are full and you don't need your carnal desires to be fulfilled. Here's the second thing that fasting does. Fasting causes you to break out of your comfort zone. Maybe, maybe you've gotten so used to this comfortability that you've been living in. Maybe you've been stuck in a rut and you need to break out with fasting and hungering for God will stretch you spiritually. It's a spiritual exercise that will get us spiritually fit. We see throughout Scripture... Time and time again, men and women of faith, they fasted. They prayed. Moses, he fasted and prayed in Exodus 24 and 34. Hannah fasted for her child in 1 Samuel 1. Nehemiah fasted for his nation in Nehemiah 1 and Nehemiah 10. Ezra fasted for his people in Ezra 10. Esther fasted for her people and for herself in Esther chapter 4. Paul fasted in 2 Corinthians 11. Church leaders fasted time and time again as we see in Acts 13 and 14. And Jesus who was our ultimate example. Before even he began his ministry, he fasted for 40 days in Luke chapter 4. He is our ultimate example. He's the one who we follow after. So I think that we could do five days. I'm not going to do 30 days, but thank God that Jesus went ahead for us and he modeled the way, he showed the way, and he taught us that this principle, this spiritual principle, it matters, it's worth doing, and we should follow after Jesus' example. Thirdly, fasting will move you forward. It'll move you forward. God says that he will make a door and make a way where there is no way. He will make a door and open up a door where otherwise doors have been shut. Fasting moves us forward. Maybe this last year has caused you to withdraw, to stop, to be stagnant, to go back with Praying and fasting will get you right back into the middle of what God has for you. It'll get you right back into the middle of what God has for you and where he's bringing you and he will move you forward. Number four, fasting will bring you into battle. <laughs> this is the difficult part of fasting. Sometimes when you fast, you'll be thrown into battle. Sometimes all hell breaks loose. Things that were otherwise going well start going wrong, start going badly. When you're seeking God, when you're going after Him, rest assured, the enemy is seeking to stop you. So don't be surprised when the battle heats up. Don't be surprised when you're getting irritable and you find yourself in an argument with your friends or your family or your siblings or your spouse or your children and be aware and know that we have an enemy who will want to bring about a battle to stop you and prevent you from seeking God. Here's the fifth reason why we fast and what fasting does is fasting brings about breakthrough. It brings about breakthrough. When you hunger and fast, hey, God's going to be working on your family. He's going to be working on your prayers. He's going to be working. He's going to be bringing about breakthrough. Fasting causes a hunger and a burning desire, even a desperation for God to move. And how does God answer prayer and fasting? Well, 
He answers it in three ways. Yes, no, and not yet. Yes, no, and not yet. I want to encourage you. Please don't fast to force God's hand. Pray and fast to accept God's answer. Don't fast for God to do something that you need Him to do. Fast so that He will prepare you to accept what He has already done. Prepare you to accept His answer. It's important that we know that fasting is not about somehow bending God's will to join my will. Somehow fasting is manipulating God. No, fasting is getting me ready for God's answer. Fasting is preparing me and my spirit to be able to say, Lord, may your will be done and not my will. God, help me to be decreased so that you may increase. Fasting, it also, what it does is it increases our receptivity to the voice of God. It increases our ability to receive God's word and his voice. It sharpens our antenna. It sharpens our ability, our ability to discern the voice of God. As we begin to fast tonight, midnight, as we begin to seek the voice of God, seek his will, know that you will find him. Let's align our dreams and our desires according to his will. Let's ask God, God, will your will be done in my life in 2023 and prepare my heart to accept what your will is. Prepare my heart to accept what you're going to do in my life and through my life this year. So how do we prepare for fasting? Well, firstly, even right now, begin asking the question, what do you sense the Holy Spirit saying to you? What do you sense him saying to you? What do you sense him saying for you to go after, to pray for, to have a desire, a dream, to, a, a request, a question to ask God? Maybe is he calling you to hunger for more of him this week? Is he calling you to take out time to pray and to worship, to stop? Maybe to stop doing it the way that you've been doing it all your years and all your ways and actually to stop to go deeper into his word. Is he speaking to you right now? Is he prompting you? Is he bringing your heart to a place of conviction knowing that I need to pray and I need to fast? Here's the second thing that we can do. Start with a clear goal. When someone may ask you the question, why are you fasting this week? That you know, this is the reason I'm fasting. This is what I'm asking of God. This is what I feel and sense that God is saying to me. This is the reason that I am fasting. I've been asking myself this question and getting ready for this fast. I'm fasting for three things. I'm fasting for wisdom, spiritual insight and wisdom. I'm fasting for God's provision in my life. And I'm fasting for discipline. Discipline in my life, for spiritual discipline. Those are the three things I'm asking God for. I'm asking Him for maybe you need to be specific about the reason that you're fasting. Here's some Ideas and some things that you may need to think about and, and, and ask yourself is, do you need direction in your life? Do you need breakthrough in your family or in your finances? Do you need greater guidance for God to be able to illuminate the path and the steps for you to take? Are you seeking maybe a deeper walk with God and just to be able to invest your time and your effort in Him? Do you need God's intervention in a situation where well, you just have such a need, you crying out to God, I need you to intervene. How? And ask yourself the question as you have that clear goal, how long are you going to fast and how much time will you commit to daily prayer? Here's the third thing, prepare spiritually for the fast. Bring 
your life to God. Bring your heart to God. Confess your sins to God. Ask God to reveal certain weaknesses in your life. Forgive um, forgive everyone in your life who's offended you. To bring your whole life, your whole heart to Him. Surrender your life fully. Here's the fourth thing. is determine how long you're going to fast for and what kind of fast you're going to have in your life this week. You know, we are setting out for five days. Maybe you're going to do one day or two day or three days or the full five days. But as you, as you decide on this, I want to really encourage you, get a journal and write down what you're deciding. Write down the decision that you're going to make. Because I'm telling you, 36 hours into this, you're going to say, why am I doing this? What's the point? What's the purpose? Sure, the church is called this fast, not me. I'm going to get a Big Mac, <laughs> super size. I'm going to get so many things. I'm going to eat chocolate. I'm giving this up and I'm giving in to my hunger and my desire. When you write it down, when you make that commitment, it makes it easier for you to know, okay, why I'm fasting, what the reason is for this. And also, I want to encourage you, some of you, may not be 100% physically able to because of, of a medication that you're on or a medical condition that you have, determine what you're going to fast and, and fast. I've already said you can fast in so many different ways. Maybe you need a challenge of, hey, one meal this week, one meal this day, each day I'm going to fast. But consult with your doctor if you need to and make a healthy decision for you. But don't allow yourself to be eliminated from this fast, but instead be able to make decisions based on your physical health, but at the same time stretch yourself to be involved in this fast. And here's the fifth thing. Prepare physically and mentally for the fast. Your body will begin eliminating toxins. You will begin having headaches and hunger pains. You will have a, a white coating on your mouth. You become so much thirstier. Your breath may smell. You may become more tired. So some things you can do is get extra sleep. Drink more water. It is, is maybe stop cut out so much large quantities of, of tea and coffee and you know that your brain will get foggy, that you may feel the shakes happen as the sugar is leaving your body. So drink lots of water. Wash all those things out. Prepare yourself physically and mentally. Know you will be tempted like never before. Luke chapter 4, we see as Jesus, he fasted for 40 days. He was tempted by the enemy time and time again. Know that you're going to be tempted in your life, in your purity. So know and prepare yourself for that. Remember, when you're praying and fasting, that God is doing a spiritual work in you. You may not see the results all at once. You may not even feel and sense anything happening supernaturally, but know that God is doing a good work in you. If He's calling you to fast. He's calling you to seek more of Him. He says in His Word, Jeremiah 29, 13, that when you seek me, you will find you. Matthew 7, 7 says that then when you ask, you will receive. Knock and the door will be opened. You seek and you will find. But know that we have an enemy who wants you to continue to live a life of mediocrity. He wants you to live a life that is stagnant and held back and not experiencing the things of God and what God has for you. But Jesus came to this earth to save you, to transform you, and give you a life that is full 
to give you a life that you experience the things of God until you know God more and deeper in your life. Philippians 1 6 says, I am certain the God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Hey, know that tomorrow morning when you begin this fast, that God will give you the grace and Jesus will be there to help you complete it, give you the strength that you need. I, I, I really encourage you to join us in this fast and be praying. Hey, don't only just be praying for yourself. Pray for your family. Pray for your children. Pray for your extended family. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your community. Pray for your colleagues. Pray for your friendships. I want to encourage you, pray for our church. Hey, we need Jesus today more than ever. Pray that as a church that open arms, that we will burn with passion for Jesus. Pray that we will reach our community with the gospel. That we'll truly be a life-giving church with a vision to see people experience Jesus. Pray for our leadership. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Pray for our leadership team. Pray that God will give us and empower us, give us the tools and equip us to do the good work that God has set before us. But remember, we're not just praying for ourselves, but we're praying for those around us. Really encourage you. Join us this week in prayer and fasting. God, I thank you for every person that's hearing my words right now. I pray, God, that they will be moved to seek you more, to go deeper with you, to pursue you in the word and in worship. And this will be a year of breakthrough, of provision like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, join us tonight in Dublin, in Clayton Hotel in Leopardstown at 6 o'clock or this Thursday night at 7.30 in Newbridge at County Kildare. Hey, I pray may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you and give you His peace. In Jesus' name, amen.